Hello, star seeds, and welcome to a new episode of Rooted in Starlight. Here we are on Hallow's Eve, closing out October and getting ready to open up the month of November. We are just coming off of the lunar eclipse that took place, the Taurus lunar eclipse, which is the final lunar eclipse in Taurus for about 19 years. Um, And that took place on the 28th with that full moon. Um, We are still in the energy of that lunar eclipse. And so you want to really look at certainly the next week to two weeks to see how things will be unfolding, whether you have things that are closing out for you. Um, whether you're in a situation where something is getting more clarity um, or more stable for you, those are things that you will be seeing over the next few weeks. And keep in mind that with all eclipses, they can take up to six months to really be able to fully integrate um, and uh, understand what it is that might be shifting and changing in your life. Um One of the things that we are also in the energy of is some of the aspects that have been taking place since the lunar eclipse. Um, We have, we had the Mars and Jupiter opposition. Remember, Jupiter is in Taurus. Jupiter is retrograde until the end of this year. Um, Mars is in Scorpio along with the sun. And the and Mercury, so we are very much in the beginning stages of Mercury of the Mercury uh, Scorpio season, um, and so we had Mars and Jupiter having their opposition that was as exact on the twenty uh, eighth of October, but that is energy because Mars is not as. Mars does not move as fast as Venus and Mercury. Mars moves a little slower. Um, Jupiter is moving slow because it is retrograde. Um, And so that opposition is energy that you're going to be feeling, especially if you are any of the fixed signs, which includes our, obviously, Taurus and Scorpio, but also if you have planets or points in Leo and Aquarius, um, that is also, um, those two fixed signs will also be uh, the other two signs that will be feeling that opposition. Um, And then we had... um, One of the things we have for Halloween, uh, so hopefully everyone uh, had a great Halloween, um, honoring it and celebrating it in whatever way that you uh, normally choose. We had Venus have her trine with uh, Uranus, and that actually happened um, this morning. Uh, This is Eastern time, so that took place around 9 a.m., um, this morning on the 31st. Uh, and what's interesting with Halloween is Halloween, um, especially for many cultures, they, they celebrate this as honoring their dead and those that have crossed over. Um, and so it is very much seen as a, you know, a threshold, um, 
to to that a threshold to the mystery that we can never fully understand. Um, that in itself is very much uh, energy of Scorpio, um, and so you know it makes a lot of sense that that is something that we celebrate during the Scorpio season. Um, and then what is so interesting about that as well is because it happens the last day of the month. It's also this threshold that then takes us into the month of November, um, which if you can believe it literally is now taking us to the end of the year. We're down to the last two months of 2023. It has certainly been, uh, challenging and, uh, a wild ride to say the least. Um, and so what we're going to have, like I said, for the next few weeks, you're going to be feeling that um, Mars and uh, Jupiter opposition uh, for the next couple weeks because they are kind, the way they're moving, they are kind of um, shadowing each other, so to speak. So uh, that is energy that's definitely going to be felt. Um, and then once we move into November, we will have um, the sun actually on November the 2nd, the sun will oppose Jupiter. So um, keep in mind, Mars is the god of war. Jupiter is considered one of our benefics. It is one of the, plan the, the planets. Um, the other benefic is Venus. So Jupiter is very much considered uh, the planet that wants us to grow and expand. Um, it also wants us to... Um, what's interesting with Jupiter is Jupiter uh, works with uh, the theme of justice... Um, but just in a very different way than the way we understand it in uh, the sign of Libra. Um, so Jupiter is someone that likes us to understand the spirit of things, um, which is very much that bigger picture. You know, what is it that, um, you know, what is, the, what is the point that's trying to be made? Or um, Jupiter is very much good with theory, uh, in that sense. Um, and so what we're going to have is feeling this energy of, you know, Mars, which already um, had its exact opposition to Jupiter. But remember, even Mars and the sun are traveling um, fairly close together. And then we add the sun's energy to um, having an opposition with Jupiter on November the 2nd. Um, one of the things about an opposition to keep in mind is that um, it is not necessarily that there cannot be some kind of common ground that can be found. Um, it's just that the energy that normally comes to the table is that two planets have very different ideas of how they want to use that energy. Um, and so what they're bringing to the table is something that um, in all likelihood looks like it isn't necessarily going to have 
um, a resolution. Doesn't necessarily mean that it can't, but lots of times it depends on what the planets are. Obviously, with the sun, you're talking about, um, you know, the sun is all about rulers and leaders. Um, so one of the things that the sun represents, um, and I often say this uh, when we're in situations where the sun either is squaring or opposing Jupiter, is because you basically have two, um, you know, figureheads or two godheads because uh, Jupiter, also known as Zeus, was considered in ancient mythology the um, the god of uh, Olympia and Mount Olympus, and the sun is obviously, um, you know, the the ruler that um, you know as a sun god very much not only um, in you know enlightens us, but also you know is what helps provide life on this planet as we know it. Um, you know, most of what is capable of growing, whether it's trees, grass, food, um, you know, animals, whatever, um, us, you know, humans, we all need the sun in order to thrive. Um, and so you literally have, um, you know, these two energies getting together, but they're getting together in such a way that they're at opposite ends of a table, each bringing their own ideas to a conversation um, and very much, um, you know, in that space of, well, I'm the one that's right, while the, um, you know, while the other energy, planetary energy can be like, no, I'm the one that's right. And you can definitely see that when you're working with, um, you know, the sun and Jupiter. So that really is just going to add intensity to the Mars-Jupiter uh, opposition that we are just coming off of. Um, and so you may want to keep that in mind, especially being that we are in the sign and in the season of Scorpio, one of the things that's interesting about Scorpio, Scorpio is not necessarily a, a sign where if something isn't going the way that you would like, where you will necessarily say something right away. But Scorpio is definitely the sign that is taking everything in and really kind of surveying the landscape to say, oh, what's going on here? Is this something that's going to um, work for me or against me? Is this person an enemy or a foe? Uh, I mean, an enemy or a friend. Um, and then depending on how that plays out, then you very much can be dealing with energy, um, especially with the Scorpion energy. And keep in mind that for Scorpio right now, it is the Sun, it is Mercury and Mars all in that um, in that sign right now. And so you're very much dealing with um, a situation where depending on how the energy is working for you with these oppositions that um, are happening with Jupiter, you know, it can very much be energy of, oh, I see what's going on and I'm going to file that away and maybe use it later. Um, so, you know, Mars is 
um, the planet that is assertive, aggressive, god of war. Um, and so the way Mars likes to use his energy is very much that the moment he sees something that isn't going his way, making sure that someone knows about it. Um, but in the sign of Scorpio, and Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio, in the sign of Scorpio, um, you know, that energy does operate a little differently. You know, it operates more in the, oh, I'm going to remember this. And so it may not necessarily be that something will be said or come about right away, um, but you could definitely, um, you know, pause and just kind of make sure that you don't end up in situations where um, energy can be coming back around, so to speak, uh, based on something that you might be in. Uh, what uh, is important right now be with this lunar eclipse and with this and these planets that are having this, these oppositions to Jupiter is keep in mind that with Jupiter, um, we are in, you know, the Earth sign. They're both fixed signs, Jupiter, I mean, Taurus and Scorpio. They are both fixed signs. Taurus is the fixed Earth and probably... Um, you know, as I've said in the past, like the pin, um, penultimate earth sign. Um, Taurus is very much about finding um, stability and security, you know, health and wellness. Scorpio is a water sign. And so Scorpio is very much about wanting to, and its rulers are your traditional ruler of Mars and your... Um, <clears throat> modern ruler of Pluto. Um, and so with Scorpio, uh, you're very much in the wanting to be able to peer beneath things, to understand what's going on on a deeper level, um, to get to the bottom of something. You know, you don't just take what is status quo or what's being said. You're in, um, usually with the sign of Scorpio, um, and especially with sun being in Scorpio, you are very much, um, that's energy that's very much in the, well, let me check that out myself. Um, and so that's one of the things to keep in mind with um, the Scorpio energy. Uh, what we're also going to have while this kind of tense energy is happening is uh, kind of adding to the mix. We're going to have Venus who is finishing up her time in um, Virgo, and she is going to have an opposition to Neptune. Um, and this is, this is an interesting, interesting time of the year for that to be happening. We have Neptune, obviously, in its home sign of Pisces. Neptune is still uh, retrograde. And we have Venus, who, thank goodness, is moving direct. She is in the Earth sign, the mutable Earth sign of Virgo. And her and uh, Neptune are going to be meeting up on November the 3rd, and they're going to have an opposition. So, again, here you have... Venus, the other benefic of the planet, of, of the two, uh, of the other planets, uh, 
her and Jupiter, as I said earlier. So, and Neptune, which is very much the elusive planet, the planet of mystery, the planet of not being able to really hold or contain what Neptune has to offer you. And so what is interesting about that is that's part of why we say that Neptune very much can bring that dreamy energy. Um, it can drain, it can bring inspiring energy, very creative energy. Um, but then it's, then what becomes important is being able to find ways to ground that energy. Um, and with Venus, Neptune is considered the higher octave of Venus. So where Venus may want to be, um, you know, attracting things to her like beauty and art and creativity and, um, tangible items like money and, and, and relationships and, and love, um, you know, she's trying to manifest that by drawing it to her, um, where Neptune tries to manifest it in us on a very deeper level. And so it usually happens through dreams, including daydreams. This is not always the REM sleep. This can be, you know, when you're just, um, you know, stirring your coffee or staring out, um, you know, a car window, or if you're on the train or whatever, and you just realize and catch yourself where you're like, oh, I, you know, you know, I just kind of was letting my mind wander. That's very much the Neptune energy, um, which is why it can also be considered sometimes the, you know, planet that you need to watch to make sure that you're not wearing the rose colored glasses. Um, and so that can be, you know, we're going to kind of kick uh, November off with, you know, like I said, some tem tension, a bit of confusion. Um, I think it would be, uh, this is probably a great time to do more listening than speaking. Um, to really find ways to make sure that whatever information you're working with, whatever feelings that you're working with, that you really are working with um, something that is real and genuine and something that you, that you yourself have kind of re researched or pulled back the curtain on to see what it is that lies beneath. Um, and I feel like if we use that energy in that way, um, you know, then that can be very be beneficial. Um, then what we will have on November the 4th is Saturn stationing direct. Remember, Saturn is in Pisces. Saturn has been retrograde since June. Um, Saturn is at zero degrees Pisces and has been um, for, uh, for a little bit there. Um, I think it's been like the last couple weeks. Um, that Saturn moved into zero degrees and is just sitting there. Um, so he will station direct on November the 4th and he'll slowly start moving forward, which means he will continue to kind of just sit there at that zero degrees of Pisces. Um, and so 
that's very similar to the energy of what we had when Saturn first moved into Pisces in the beginning of March of this year. Um, and so this is going to be a great time to kind of just think back, like what was going on for you, what were things that were coming up and then see if during this retrograde period that's been taking place, um, for the summer and, uh, most of the fall, if that has resolved or if it's brought some clarity and, um, you know, understanding, um, in the sense of, of you really kind of realizing what it is that you need to do for your next steps. Because one of the things that Saturn likes to do, um, is really help build structures and firm foundations. And that's difficult in the sign of Pisces as that is a water sign. It's a mutable water sign. Um, which means it's very comfortable with the ebb and flow of, you know, it could be this or it could be that, you know, come what may. Um, and so Saturn is in a state and in, in an energy where it's trying to ask us, well, what is it that you're actually trying to build? Um, you know, Pisces being a very creative sign um, is very much, you know, a sign that, is able to want to build in, you know, what kind of new worlds it wants to bring, you know, how can it take your dreams from the, you know, the ether of the dream world and, and bring it into the 3D world. Um, and so Saturn in Pisces is capable of showing us what it is that we need to do. And probably during this retrograde period, um, especially if you're a mutable sign, um, which would be your Pisces and Virgo and Cancer and uh, Capricorn. Um, I'm sorry, Gemini and Sagittarius. Um, so if you're Pisces and Virgo, Gemini or Sagittarius, the mutable energy is very much what's uh, impacted with the Saturn in uh, Pisces. And <laughs> that's great because that really shows, um, that's a perfect example of, you know, um, that energy of how grounded can you be with Saturn in Pisces. Um, but it's definitely something like this is a great time right now to just kind of look back on is there anything that fell away over the summer? Like once we got into June and Saturn went uh, retrograde, did you find that there was anything that suddenly was kind of falling away or that you were having a very difficult time accomplishing? And, you know, this is a great time now to say, what did I learn from that? You know, over these last few months, if there's been something that's been challenging for me, what have I been able to understand about that challenge and is that is that a signal that there's something I need to do differently or is that a signal that there's something I need to be letting go of and that's going to become more clear as Saturn begins to you know move forward um, and you know Saturn moves very slowly so again this is energy that we're going to be working with um, you know, throughout these next several weeks as Saturn tries to, 
you know, get itself back into gear and uh, move in forward motion. Um, also on November 4th, we are going to have Mercury opposite uh, Uranus. So Mercury, again, like I said, is in Scorpio. Uh, Uranus is in Taurus. Um, what's interesting about this is very much like the Venus-Neptune opposition. Um, Uranus is considered the higher vibration of Mercury because Uranus is the one that thinks about the future. It wants to create things um, very much with a collective mind uh, in, 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 in regard and also um, what it is that is going to take things to the next level. And obviously Mercury is very much um, about the small things. What are the details? What is it that we need to be saying? Who is it we need to be talking to? Um, how do we want to be presenting ourselves? Where do we want to be, you know, to be putting ourselves out there? Uh, Uranus is obviously also the planet of surprises and revelations. Um, and so, you know, you want to really look to November 4th as a day that, especially with Saturn uh, stationing direct, this could be um, a day where you just want to kind of absorb information and not necessarily act on it. Like give yourself some time um, to figure out what it is that you've been receiving, what kind of information, and is it something that is worth following up or is it something that maybe you just want to hold off um, until we get past some of this opposition energy that's kind of taking place right now with uh, many of these planets. Um, we will have on the 6th of November, Venus having a trine to Pluto. And that is one of the last things that Venus does before she moves into her home sign of Libra on November the 8th. And then we will also on the 6th have Mercury having a trine to Neptune. So again, one of the things that I feel November, November has interesting energy because it, there's a lot of energy that you're, you know, where you're going to have information or receive information and you're not going to necessarily know how, <clears throat> how accurate it is or how how quickly you need to respond or, you know, what might be the best way to respond in. Um, and so definitely with, you know, this first week of November, uh, it would be good to keep that in mind before you actually, like, this isn't a time where you need to jump on things and be like, oh, let me get that done, that done, and that done. Especially with the sun in Scorpio, because Scorpio is not a planet that wants to rush through things. Um, a Scorpio, I'm sorry, not a sign that wants to rush through things. Scorpio is very much, like I said, a sign that wants to make sure it has all the information and that it feels it's kind of covered all its bases before it moves forward with a decision. And so that's something to keep in mind, especially in this first week. So we will have Venus 
moving into Libra on the 8th. And then we will have Mercury having a sextile to Pluto on the 8th. And then, and again, that's the last thing that Mercury will do in Scorpio. Then on November the 9th, you will have Mercury entering Sagittarius. Um, and then once Mercury enters Sagittarius, the first thing it's going to do is square Saturn in Pisces. Then you want to circle your calendar for these two dates. That's going to be November the 11th and November the 13th, because we will have Mars having an opposition to Uranus and the Sun having an opposition to Uranus. So remember, Mars and the Sun right now are moving very um, closely together, and that is because they are building up to a conjunction that they will have on the 17th of November. And I will definitely give you more information on that as we get a little closer. But I wanted to cover you know, some of the uh, important dates that we have here. And that is definitely, um, you know, the 11th and the 13th. And like I said, that's part of, um, you know, this these oppositions that we're dealing with, with uh, Jupiter right now, that energy is going to be just kind of hanging there because you've got then the sun and Mars moving on to meet up with Uranus. And so even while they pass the orb of really being um, opposing Jupiter, then they're going to be in the orb of building the energy to oppose Uranus. And like I said, we look at Uranus as the planet of shock and revelation, um, it is also the planet of enlightenment. It's, you know, the higher mind. It is uh, forward thinking, um, but it definitely is the planet that, you know, it wants to get something done. And when it sees that it wants to get something done, it's like, bam, that's got to happen now. Um, so those are two dates to definitely keep in mind. And then on the 15th, we will have Mercury having a sextile to Venus. And then on the 17th, we will have Mars trining Neptune. Um, 17th is a busy day because we will have Mars having a trine to Neptune, the sun having a trine to Neptune because Mars and the sun are so very close together, and then on that day, then the sun will have a conjunction with Mars, and that's all taking place on November the 17th. And then on November 20th, we will have the sun having a sextile to Pluto, and we will have Mercury having a trine to Chiron. Remember, Chiron is in Aries, and Mercury by then will be in Sagittarius because that will happen on November the 9th for Mercury. Um, then we will have on the 21st, Mars having a sextile to Pluto. And remember, sextiles are friendlier aspects. So, you know, right around the solar eclipse, we were dealing with, you know, actually right before the solar eclipse, uh, at the beginning of this month of October, we were dealing with... Um, 
uh, Mars having an opposition to Pluto. This is going to be a um, sextile, so it will be a bit more friendlier. Then on the 22nd of November, we will have the Sun entering Sagittarius, um, and then we will have Venus having an opposition to Chiron also on the 22nd. On the 24th, we will have Mars entering Sagittarius. Um, and that is what I'm going to give you for the month of November. We definitely have some big powerhouse things happening. Um, again, um, I'm sorry. So <laughs> we have some powerhouse things happening and, uh, this is definitely the Halloween vibe, this recording. Um, and so, yes, and so I will have more information on some of these powerhouse aspects that are going to be happening for the month of November. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in. I also want to thank you um, for your patience. The month of October was a bit of a rough rough month for me. Um, these lunar eclipses really, I mean, these two eclipses really took a, a bit of a toll on me. As a Leo, for those that are not aware of it, if you are a Leo, whenever there is a solar eclipse, you are going to feel that at being a child of the sun. Um, so if you found that solar eclipse intense, it was not your imagination. Um, and so I want to thank you for hanging in there with me. I am also in November going to be celebrating on November 11th when Mars is opposing Uranus. I will be celebrating my second year anniversary of this podcast. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. I um, am grateful beyond you, your understanding um, that you are tuning in and I really am looking forward to being able to kick um, a new year off and really um, just see what can be built upon with this podcast and, and where I can be taking it. So thank you so much. I will have the descriptions of where you can find me and reach out to me um, and remember Reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul.